The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's good, 365ers? My name is Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi entrepreneur, and this is the Black Health 365. As y'all know, it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals. We are here to empower the Black community to make healthier choices all year long. And today's episode is a really special episode, a unique one. Jackie is taking a little, a little backseat because today's conversation is with some brothers here, some very intelligent brothers with some great personalities. It is Men's Health Month. Um, what does that mean? Men's Health Awareness Month, June. National Men's Healthcare Month is all about encouraging men to live right, take care of their bodies, eat right, exercise, work on preventing disease. The official symbol for this month is a blue ribbon, and the purpose of Men's Health Month is to heighten the awareness of preventable health problems and encourage early detection, treatment of disease, including cancer, heart disease, depression, all the things. So we're going to get into a lot of different topics uh, about black men and our health, whether that's physical, whether that's mental, and whether that's spiritual. And with that being said, I want to introduce some really cool guests today, um, and I'll let them speak for themselves and what they really do. But we got to, for first, we got Rock T from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Rock, how you feeling? I'm blessed, my man. Good to, good to be here, my brother. Okay, for sure, for sure. What you got going on in the world? Like, what's, what's going on with you? Man, we'll be here to midnight, but let me try to keep it short, man. Uh, like I said, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, man, we just, uh, we just, I think, eclipsed 100 markets. So, you know, over 8 million people listen to the show every day, man. God is so good. I'm also the founder and creator of Stomp Wars, which is the largest youth step competition and movement in the entire country. We've been blessed to help over 11,000 kids graduate high school through our stepping movement over the last 16 years. And uh, author of the book, No Excuses, Get It Done, man. That's my mindset. That's my motto. I don't make excuses on how things can't succeed in life. I find solutions on how to going through my story. And uh, that's the short version, man. I, I don't want to take all the time, but, man, I'm just honored and blessed to be here. Man, I love to hear that, man. You got to listen to a guy named David Goggins. He really changed my life watching his book. It's no excuses. <laughs> very familiar. Very familiar. There we go. I'm, I'm sure. And also, we got Quicksilver here. Quicksilver, how you feeling, brother? I'm blessed and highly favored, man. No complaints at all. What you got going on in the world? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off Rock T. I don't want to be here till midnight with my intro. Um, but of <laughs> course, uh, yeah, I have the Quicksilver show heard, uh, syndicated radio show heard every day, Monday through Friday, on 3 until 7. Shout out to my co-host, Dominique the Diva. Uh, you can get me on the radio daily. Of course, you can watch me on TV every Saturday on um, uh, Love and Marriage DC on, on Oprah's own network. Uh, multiple entrepreneurs. I always call myself a serial entrepreneur because I own the nightclub. I own two DJ schools. Um, I own the wrestling league. I can go on and on. Uh, but more importantly, outside of business, I always say I'm an I'm a, a inspirational speaker. One of my most famous features right now is my vitamin of the day where I go to different businesses and schools uh, weekly. I'm just trying to inspire people not just to live right, but to make good financial decisions. I always say making money is easy. Keeping money is the hard part. Um, so that's something that I'm really preaching because a lot of us um, in school systems, we, we weren't taught financial literacy. I mean, that's something that I'm very big on uh, in my circle of friends. But like I said, that's the short version of some of the things I do. Man, that was a that was an impressive elevator pitch. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm glad we got to hear all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And my hashtag is get fit with quick. I'm in the gym every day, so you can check my hashtag and see all my workouts daily. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna train it myself. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. And our last but not least guest, King Tut. Um, brother, how you feeling? What you got going on in the world? I'm blessed like the rest of you fellas, man. Y'all y'all got these these screens on and y'all doing all these big things. I'm just a mediocre little guy, brother. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. <laughs> well, you know, well, I used to be syndicated DJ back in the day with Doug Banks and I did all the syndicated shows and and I decided to settle down and stay local, man. And uh 
when I got with Radio One, man, it's like the best thing I ever could have done, man. I'm the production director, music director, on their personality middays on Kiss FM in Richmond. Uh, I'm also a mix on the station too. And uh, I'm a, you know, prior military guy, broke my back in the military and I went through a lot of things. So I spent a lot of time uh, going out, talking with the youth and trying to do, you know, say positive things to them because a lot of times these young cats, they have a lot of guys in their ears telling them the wild thing to do, but they don't have that one guy there going, hey, 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 you don't have to do that, you know? So, and I try to do what I can to get out there and do it, man. So we just keep it real, brother. That's what's up, man. I, I can't express enough how I, I'm excited to have this conversation. Um, I think as black men, we definitely as a whole, as a collective struggle with a lot. And maybe sometimes we don't have the spaces where we can get together and have healthy conversations, conversations full of uh, intention and vulnerability uh, and a safe place to do that without feeling judged. Um, you know, and here at the Black Health 365, this is that safe space. And we like to start these conversations out with something called a Dharma talk. Y'all might see me got my, my little kimono on. I lived in Japan for a number of years, and that's why I found my wellness journey. And I'll speak on that a little bit more. But these Dharma talks are essentially small sermons to just set up the conversation. And today's Dharma talk is called There's a Wisdom and Security, and There's a Power in the Language of Vulnerability. For so much of my life, I felt like I had to respond to things with anger and energy. Uh, versus learn how, I say respond, I mean react to things, but I had to learn how to respond collectively and realizing things that didn't need my attention the way I thought they needed, the way society has socialized, the way I think I needed to respond. You know what I'm saying? And so in that process, to go a little bit back on my narrative, I'm from Albany, Georgia, birthplace of Ray Charles, real country, but I'm a military brat too. My father was a Marine drill sergeant, so you can imagine that dynamic growing up. Lived in all over places like Florida, Hawaii, Italy, um, you know, Japan, all types of places. When I got to college, became very aware of how unhealthy I was. A lot of that trauma I was dealing with as a kid, did not deal with it, started doing a number of different things, led into addiction, led into mental health issues, had to take a break from college, felt like a failure. Um, and then I went to Japan, wasn't on good terms with my father, but he was like, okay, let me, you can stay with me, you can get your mind right. I never worked out a day in my life. I'm a fat, I was a fat nerdy kid that watched anime and play video games all day. Still watch anime and play video games, uh, but now I lift weights. Uh, but long story short, I would go to the gym. Di there we go. Didn't know how to work out. Nothing. I would just go to the gym because I had no friends. I felt like a failure. I just moved my body. This Navy SEAL would talk to me. He'd say, bro, you seem stressed out. You got to try yoga. I didn't know what the hell yoga was, but I was like, I'll try anything to get my mind right. I walked into this classroom full of white women and Japanese women looking really out of place. But it was something about the breath work, about the intentionality, and just honestly, the community, even though it was a community that didn't look like me, that taught me a language. I didn't even know how to tell myself. I didn't know how to think about my thoughts. I didn't know how to say vulnerability. It was literally words I did not know. I did not know how to express myself and therefore it came off as aggression. It came off as anger. And yoga became my vehicle for self-understanding. And from there, I started reading neuroscience. I was like, I was like, okay, I got all this time, the privilege to be here. Taoism, Buddhism, a positive psychology, anything to give me knowledge of self. Long story short, came back to the States, was like, I want to affect people's lives the way this information has affected me. Became a trainer, was number one in my company, said, screw this, I'm tired of working for these folks, I wanna do my own thing. And now I'm a wellness consultant and curator where I host events, teaching um, people of color about different modalities of healing. And healing is a verb. If there's anything I wanna get away from this conversation for black men, healing is a verb, it's an ongoing process. Life isn't linear. You figure things out, find deeper truth every single time you do the thing. And so that's a real conversation we're about to have today uh, for me, wellness, and this is a conversation I want to open up to the floor, is on three tenets. Wellness for me is at least mind, body, and social connection. Quicksilver, Roxy, King Tut, what does wellness look like for you? And what has your journey been like? Um, I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Uh, you want to go rock? Go for it, man. Let's go. Um, um, well, first, I must say I'm honored to be here once again. And I think wellness for me... Um, it has been a journey, and, and I always say a lot of us, especially men of color, when we think wellness, all we think is the physical. Um, we were taught that, you know, even if you play sports as a kid, it was workout and stretch and physical, physical, but we never were taught the mental. And I think over the last few years, I'm really proud to see that so many black men are open to talking about mental illness. Uh, I always say, you know, the, the mental and the physical are just as important. Um, but a lot of us for years, we kind of just shunned it off. If somebody had something mentally that they were going through, whether it's depression, uh, whether it's anxiety, um, you know, you were taught that, you know, he just crazy. 
Oh, she just crazy. Don't mind uncle. You know, that's that crazy uncle. But not knowing that crazy uncle might be dealing with PTSD, might be dealing with something. Um, so I'm honored to see that we're all in a space where we can talk about these things openly and, and not feel judged. Uh, but for me, definitely um, wellness, um, it's been a journey for me. I remember probably about 15, 20 years ago, maybe about 15 years ago, um, I was DJing at a club and a good friend of mine, um, I just won like this East Coast DJ of the year and I was touring the world and doing so many things. And he came up to me and his exact words was, quick, you're too successful to look like that. And this is one of my good friends. Just imagine one of your friends just randomly coming out of nowhere like, hey, Rock T, you, you popping, but you, you look bad. So in my mind, I'm like, like, what's he talking about? He said, I'm not talking about you. Like, you out of shape. Your, your skin ain't good. Like, you need to take better care of yourself. Um, and it hit me in the heart because I'd never been told by anybody, not, not just a guy or girl, anybody never said, quick, you look bad. Because um, when, 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 when he said it, it really resonated. And I went home and I really just researched things about getting myself together, you know, skin care, physical care. And so many of those things, and, and it, it really changed my life. And at this point in my life, of course, um, you know, I, I'm an advocate for working out daily. I'm an advocate for taking care of your skin. And that's something that a lot of black men don't talk about. It's almost like it's not manly to get a facial and, and, right. and take care of your skin, which is the craziest thing ever, because now you're walking around successful with bumps and lumps on your face. It's crazy. <laughs> it's cruel. Um, so, you know, it, it's been a journey for me, but I'm glad to say, like I say, I am still a work in progress. I work out daily. I try my best to eat right as much as I can. Um, I pray. I meditate uh, mentally. You know, I have my days. I've been through a lot in my life. And like you say, we don't have time to park it there and tell you my whole life story. Um, but I will. I've been through a lot in my life. You know, by the age of 18, I lost my mom, lost my dad, been in the streets. I've been shot, barely graduated high school, no college degree. So at the age of 18, it was easy for me mentally to go the wrong way. Um, but I, I, a lot of times I've used my pet trauma um, just to inspire others to let you know I'm not perfect. I'm not better than anybody on this on this on this uh, program tonight. A lot of times we just deal with problems differently. Um, so I think for me, you know, that's what wellness is for me. It's just mentally, physically, um, emotionally, and spiritually, and definitely financially, always becoming a work in progress and making yourself better daily. Phenomenal. Yeah, that was yeah, that was on the point, dog. Man, man, that was uh. I'm going to piggyback on what you just said quick. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's what this is all about. No, no excuses. excuses. Get it done. Mastering mastering your mindset, conquering mental paralysis. We get so caught up and get paralyzed with our mental state of mind. And, and the simplest way to put it is it's like building a house. You can't build a house if the foundation ain't strong. Nice. I don't care. I don't care how big and beautiful and all the extra amenities you have on that house if that foundation is wet and weak that house is coming crumbling down every single time so it doesn't matter if you're trying to build wealth it doesn't matter if you're trying to be healthy it doesn't matter if you're trying to have uh, an amazing relationship with your spouse whatever your goals are whatever your accomplishments whatever you're trying to accomplish in, in your life if you don't have the the foundation strong at the beginning it's not going to work so that's what wellness means to me, man. Anything that you apply your life to, make sure you start with a strong foundation. How do you get that strong foundation? There's so many different ways to get it. You know, you can't, you can't, you, you can't feel that you know it all. You can't, you can't feel like I like to be the dumbest person in my circle. And I say, I say that in a positive way because if I'm the smartest person in my circle of influence, I stop learning because I think I, I think I know it all. You know, I like to be the dumbest. I like to, I'm always, I'm like a sponge. I want to, I, I want to continue to surround myself around amazing people like the gentleman on this, on this program tonight and, and continue to learn because it's, you either win or you learn. Ain't no such thing nice. as losing. Yep. And if you, if you think, if you think you're a failure because you failed a class or you failed a grade, I'm talking to my young folks whatever it is, if, if you tried to do something and failed at it, and if you think you're a failure, you've already lost the game. You know, you just learned what to do or what not to do next time. But it all starts with that foundation and that that strong mental stability. And that and that's what that that's what wellness means to me. Mm. And if I had two seconds to piggyback what he just said, I, one of my vitamins of the day, I always say, if you're afraid of failure, you, you're not ready for success. Unfortunately, it comes with it. A lot of us, we, we want to be successful, especially in this generation. 
not realizing failure is a part of becoming successful because you learn is a life lesson. And, and I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said in life, you, you learn or you, or, I mean, you either win or you learn. You only lose when you quit. Let me tell you something, man. And quitting is not an option. It, nah. it is what it is, man. It's, it, it, success is literally one step on the other side of fear. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I love that, dog. Yeah, it's much resilience to what you're saying. The power of grit, uh, having a, th- a stress threshold so that you can push through. Knowing oneself. Yep. Hey, you speaking? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. For real. Can you hey, tell hey, about you, dog? Hey, brothers, let me tell you something, man. And my thing was, I had to come to a realization that I was thinking wrong all my life. You know, when I came up, I was raised a certain way, and. I had a rough childhood, you know, quick, you, you're talking about it too, man. And I had a rough childhood. I ain't, I'm going to the military. I had some really bad things happen to me, man. And it got to a point, you know, racial stuff, things like that I was in Turkey. And I just wanted to act out. I wanted to fight everybody. You know, it, it, that's how bad it got, you know? And it was like, if you came and said anything to me at all, I'm like, you know what? I'm a good guy. But the fact you said something to me, I got to go at you now, Science. you know? And that's, that's how it got. And to the point where I came back from overseas, I had things happen, car accident, broke my back paralyzed from the chest down, learning how to walk, go through that again, and then being forced out of the military. See, and you, y'all, you, you're shaking your head. I know you know what I'm talking about. I was paralyzed Struggling. for nine months when I got shot. I was paralyzed for nine months. See, and, and look at this. And we're talking about this. I never knew that about you. When I saw you shake your head, I said, you know what I'm talking about. So imagine going through all that. And as a black man in this country, you got the deck stacked against you anyway. And you got to fight to get back to be a normal person. And you got other things around you trying to tear you down. And I got through all of that, but where I, my mind got clear was I was wrong about what success was and, and what happiness was. You know, the people I was hanging with, yeah, I was DJing, I'm doing shows, I'm with Jay-Z, I'm with Biggie, I'm, I'm with Wu-Tang, I'm, I'm partying. When I say I'm partying, I'm partying, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing all the things I shouldn't have been doing. And it man, took one of line. my boys right here DJing with, just like you did quick, one of my boys DJing with me said, man, you a beast. But why are you doing? Why are you getting out? Why are you doing all that, man? Why you Why are you doing that? And I got tired of people coming to me and saying, "Yo, Tut, remember that time at that party when so and so and so and you did this and this? and I'm thinking like, nah. Or I would remember it, and I realized like, yo, that's embarrassing, man. What y'all remember about me when I was high or drunk and I fell down the stage and you know things like that. So I realized, man, I got to get my mind right. I, I started thinking like, yo, to be successful, I don't have to, you know, get wild and all that. I still can hang out with cats and say, hey, no, I ain't going there. I'm DJing. I'm doing my thing. And I hate to say it like this. I had to cut off some of the cats I was rolling with. Because I always tell people like, yo, you can't tell a crackhead to stop smoking crack if they're going to still go hang out with crackheads. Message. They're going to be, they're going to want to do that. You can, that's like somebody that smoked cigarettes. You could smoke cigarettes, but you're sitting in the living room with five people smoking cigarettes <laughs> and a big ashtray right in front of you. That's pressure. So I had to tell my boys, I said, Hey man, I love y'all. I said, man, but, but I, I, I can't hang like I used to. I can't do that. And I started thinking more positive, you know, cats were mad, but then they respected me later for it. And I realized like, man, if you get your mind right, whoo. Your body will follow, man. And, and and that was the one thing I had to teach myself, how to think right. How, how, then I could start doing right. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. What I'm loving for this conversation between all those brothers is that it was this sense of self-awareness that we started to develop through relationships with others and then through our own experiences. You know, when life, when you go through life, sometimes it pushes back. And luckily, we were all seem to be in a space where we could sit back and say, hey, maybe I should do things differently. 
we just came out of a very interesting time period, quarantine, COVID. We're talking about, I think a lot of black men are becoming more aware of health, the black community in general. How do you feel like COVID changed your self-awareness um, or habits or anything? How did you feel coming out of COVID? I feel like it really just changed the dynamic of how we looked at health overall. I think for, for me, I think with, when COVID happened, it really made me realize that mentally I was not okay. Um, I, I buried myself in work since the age of 10 uh, because as long as I was working hard, I wasn't thinking about the things that I've been through in my life. I wasn't thinking about the um, the, 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 heartache, the heartache and the just trials and tribulations and just flat out bad things that's happened in my life. So as long as I was working, making money, becoming successful, helping people become successful, I never realized that mentally I wasn't okay. Um, until, and then when COVID happened, this was my first time being forced to slow down. Um, it's a difference when you know physically you, you slow down for a day or two because you're burnt out. Uh, but just imagine working seven days a week, 365, radio, TV, opening up businesses. I mean, 365 years until one moment, everything stops abruptly. Everything, like literally everything. Um, and for me, I remember being in my studio in my crib it may have been like day four or five of the quarantine. Because the first three days, we're all excited. I'm like, you know what? I'm home with the wife. Put my feet up in the movie room with my kids. And I'm watching TV. And I'm, I'm just having a great time. My, my, my radio shows remotely. I'm, I'm happy at this point. But by the weekend, it started like taking a toll on me. Like, okay, something doesn't feel right with me. I don't know what it is, but I'm off. Because now I'm starting to get snappy with my kids and snappy with my wife and and, and every little thing is irritating the crap out of me. And then about two weeks in, I really got to a space where I felt like I was about to break down. Cause I'm like, so something's off. But I remember talking to a therapist and talking to my wife and realizing like, you know, this is the first time that I've been forced to slow down and really deal with some of the past things um, that I've been through in my life. And, and I will say, for me, my wife is an advocate for mental health. She has a book out right now uh, promoting, um, you know, just self-rediscovery. And, and, and she's been an advocate for, for years, but I haven't because in my mind, as long as I'm working and bettering myself, what am I worrying about? Stress. I'm, I'm, I'm making money. Everybody's around me is good. And that was always my mentality. Um, so for me, at least quarantine really opened my eyes up that I had some work to do mentally. Um, and I'm glad to say, you know, I, I, I've been doing that work and I'm continuously doing that work. Love to hear it, dog. That's dope. That's dope, man. I, I, I believe I became a better man, a better father, a better husband. And if you know anything about me, me and my and my wife, you know, we got a podcast called The Perfect Pair Podcast. And when we name it that, not because we think we're perfect. We're, we're far from perfect, but we learned how to be perfect for each other. And we learn how to how to live a, a, a perfect, non-perfect marriage, so to speak. And we share our stories. And in quarantine, COVID, you know, before COVID, you, you guys understand, man, in this business, man, we run, we running 100 miles an hour every single day. From the time we wake up, we gone, we come, we, we come and we ripping and running. My wife, she lives a, a busy lifestyle. She's a makeup artist. So we, we coming and going. We got three kids that are active in sports. So quarantine, yes, slowed us down and then realized once we realized that, man, we really like each other. Like, I really <laughs> like I, I've always loved my family. I love my wife and my kids. But I'm like, man, I really like my family because we we were forced to be with each other every day. And man, it just made me appreciate being a husband, being a father, just being an overall just man and mm -hmm. period. Uh, and and, and it, it went from there to, OK, now it's time to get my health back in order because I'm, I'm always I was that guy the same way I stayed in the gym like 24 hour fitness was my second home COVID prevented me from doing that so now we're working out at the crib so I would wake up in the morning about 2 33 o'clock get my little 20 minute 30 minute hit hit training workout in and get on the air be ready to rock and roll the rest of the day so because of that I became more fit and you know I I, I truly honestly believe that that COVID forced me to become a better version of myself. I love how you said, Flo said there's a hard <laughs> reset button on life. Like it's GTA, like, okay, stop. What's going on here? I love yeah. Roxy that you create a, a healthy relationships with your family and Quicksilver. You dive into deeper, like what's going on up here? Mm -hmm. So that I can better show up for the people that's in my life. Absolutely. King, yeah. so how you felt during COVID? Bro, I, I got to piggyback on Roxy. Uh, there's a lot of couples during the pandemic that broke up 
I hate you. I hate your toothbrush. I hate you. You know, let me tell you one thing. I laugh about that because I told people, hey, this pandemic really proves to you if you got a strong relationship because you were forced to be in the house with that person 24-7. You can't go but so far. And when I say it was a blessing to me because me and my wife, we were already close, but we got even closer with my kids and, and enjoying my kids, man, little things that I didn't pay attention to, like the little, hey, daddy, uh, you know, and I'd be like, oh, hold up, hold up, let me finish this work, let me finish this. But it got to the point now where I was like, what's going on, baby girl? You know, and then she would tell me, so it would be a simple thing to me, but her eyes, and, daddy, I, I fold this piece of paper. <laughs> and I'm uh-huh. like, that's you right. know, I start appreciating more like, wow, my, my baby girl is really excited about this. I need to be just as excited about that because it means something to her. So it changed me in that way. But I also will tell you this, fellas, man, you know, when it happened, it, 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 at first it was kind of rough because, man, I, when I say I love radio, you know, I was talking to Miss H about this. I said, I got into radio because when I was a kid, I, t- I turned to radio t- for help. When I say that, I will call my favorite job and tell him to play my favorite song. He might not play it until two hours later, but the point was when I called that phone ring and they said to the stage, I said, hey man, can you play the song for me? I'll get it right on as soon as I can. I listen to music, it got me through my problems. So in turn, even though I went to college and did everything I did, I chose to not go on information systems with my degree and I chose to join radio because I wanted to give back what was given to me when I came up. And I say that to say this, during the pandemic, I didn't realize how important, I knew it, but I didn't realize how important it was for cats like me, Rock T and Quicksilver and what we do on the air. Because people came to me during that pandemic when I was broadcasting from home and they would tell me things like, man, brother, thank you for making me laugh, man. Yo, thank you for telling me about that story, man. I even had one guy email the station. He was about to rob a bank. And because of what I was saying on the air, touched him so much that he changed his mind and went back home to his family. And I'm and, my, and I always think about this, man. We are blessed to be in this position, but also don't take this in the wrong way. It's also a curse. And I say this because we spend all of our energy pleasing everybody on the air, giving them 100%, even when we're going through hell. When we get in that studio and that mic light turns on, boom, hey, we on it. That mic cuts off, we're back to thinking about what we're going through. And and it's rough sometimes because do we get the help we need? We get people the help they need on the radio. That's that's heavy. That's, hey, Kings, I appreciate you expressing that. Me as an entrepreneur, I'm not on the radio, but I run through different businesses. I have a lot of things going on. I give a lot to people. And luckily, I've developed developed a language of vulnerability and developed a means of setting boundaries so that I can recover and restore. For a lot of black men, they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to set those boundaries. It may come off as aggression. Uh, it, may, it may come off as dismissive. You know, a lot of times we don't have these circles where we can talk together as brothers. Like, man, how you feel? No, like, dog, how you feeling? Like, I'm just saying like that. In your relationships and your life, do you feel like you're at a place now where you can know, you know how to communicate what's going on internally? Do you feel safe as a man to do that? Do you feel like there's a pressure from society? Like, you know, with so many stigmas, like the way people used to talk about Drake or talk about Will Smith or any black man that's emotional or sensitive. What does that narrative mean to you? Um, I feel like I'm in a better space now, but like I said, I did come up in the era where, you know, men were taught not to cry, men were taught to be strong. That's how I was raised from, not just my dad, rest in peace, but to my peers, the people I grew up with in the streets. You know, one of one of the old sayings is, you know, show no emotion, emotion to get you killed. Um, that's that's how I was brought up. That's and so that was my motto. Um, but my wife, who's the exact opposite of me, who's an emotional wreck, and I mean that in a good way, um, she always was trying to tell me it's okay to open up. 
Um, and once again, when the pandemic happened and I really, you know, felt myself getting into a real, real low, um, she really helped me to have that safe space where I could talk about how I felt. Um, and then I, then, like you said, you know, that's something which, which you said, uh, Britt, I started reaching out to my friends, like, you good? They're like, yeah, I'm like, no, are you really good? Like, I don't mean like the industry good. Like you're going through something, you could talk to me. I'm here um, to have that real conversation. I call it man time. Um, so I feel like, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm in a space now where I do feel comfortable uh, being vulnerable on, on the radio. You know, when I'm going through something in my life, you know, I, my, my radio show, if you listen to my show, you know, if, if I'm going through something, you know, I have no problem making that a topic on the show because I'm not embarrassed about it. And, and what I realized, you know, I've been in radio 25 years. And what I realized, you know, my biggest topics are the ones that really resonate with people uh, is when you're personable. You know, I can talk about celebrities and gossip, but who cares? Every radio show is talking about all that, right? But when you talk about some real stuff that's happened, like, you know, yesterday, it was a joke, and I, I made a joke about how I went to a restaurant with my wife and kids, and my wife poured out uh, some seasonal out of her purse. And we all laughed about it, but it became a topic, like, what's that ghetto thing you do that you don't give a damn about? Right. Uh, but <laughs> and even though it was a funny topic, so many people would DM me after, like, that's so crazy. My <laughs> wife does that same thing, or my kid. But, like, little personable topics like that is what really resonate with your listeners. Um, so I think, for me, I really learned to uh, be more vulnerable without being feared of being judged. Because uh, I think that was my thing at first. Is like, I don't want to ever come off as a weak man. Uh, but now I know... Um, being vulnerable does not make you a weak man. I know that now. Man, that's dope. And I'm glad your wife provides space for you to feel those things and to communicate versus. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, I feel like sometimes, you know, this is, I don't want to monolith women, but um, I feel like sometimes women be wanting an emotional man or a man that can communicate with them when they get that. They like, oh, hey. <laughs> 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 you know, mostly not just crying. I think that's, that was my thing is like, I'm not a crier. I probably stand on my hands how many times I've cried in my life. Um, and that was something that I learned. She was like, you know, when I, when I always say to my wife, you know, I'm not as emotional as you. And she was like, being emotional doesn't mean you have to cry, just being open to having real conversations. Empathetic. Think, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's for something that I've learned over the years. That's dope. Yeah, man. It, my my story. Every, everyone has a story, and 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 quick, you know, f- for you to share your stories because it's easy for people to look at all of us and say, "Oh, man, Rock T, man, you are you big per- public figure, radio, TV celebrity, blah blah blah, man. You got it going on, this and that, this and that." <laughs> I said, "Let me let, let me take you back before Rock T became Rock T." Facts. Let, let me let me yep. share my journey, and and this, is, this is something I talk about in my book as well. Let me share my journey, and then and and and, and like like quick man, I, I speak a lot, man. I, I do a lot of keynote speaking, and you know people get shook when I go immediately into struggle. You know, I go immediately into you know before all this fame and all this stuff. What that you guys see, and now one, I got the attention, and two, I'm like, listen. You know, you got a story the same way I got a story. And your story can turn out very well if you take control of your story. Don't be ashamed if you didn't grow up with money. Don't be ashamed if you didn't grow up with both parents in the house. Don't be ashamed if, uh, you know, if your, if your homies got a nice car, but you got a hoopty. You know, listen, appreciate it. First of all, be thankful. Be grateful and then take one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. And when people tell you you can be whatever you put your mind to, believe it. Don't just let it go through one ear and out the other. I get it. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it sounds cliche and all this, all these. Believe it. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm so thankful to have a dad that eighth grade education, but the wisest man I know. And he always told me, son. Everything that you get your eyes big about and you get excited about that's out there in the world, you can have that. Don't just, you know, if somebody says, hey, you want to go and ride on my new boat? You be the one that say, hey, teach me and show me how I can get my own boat. 
you know, there's nothing wrong. Don't don't be jealous of nobody. Don't you ain't got to be envious of nobody. You know, be be happy for everybody's success, but learn how you can get that, whatever that is. I'm always and, inspired. Oh my goodness, man! And I had two I had two goals in life, man. I wanted to be a professional baseball player, and I wanted to be a radio TV personality. That was it. I was the kid that walked around at ten years old with them old school foam head, head Walkman headphones on, listening to. <laughs> Listen yeah. to the radio, not for the music. I couldn't wait till the jock to come on and start talking so I can mimic him, so I can mock him, so I can pretend to be him. Everybody was teasing me. I'm walking around thinking I'm going to be a radio DJ. So enough is said about that. That goal was accomplished. And, you know, I was I was a senior in high school, and I was on JV baseball team as a senior in high school you know, getting teased. And I finally got moved up at the end of the year, but I still didn't play. I was just a pinch runner. And I went and asked my coach, I said, what can I do to become a better baseball player? He says, son, sit down. He says, what else do you want to do in life? I said, I want to be a radio radio DJ. He says, well, you go do a radio, be a, be the best radio DJ that you can be because you're not going to be a professional baseball player. This is my coach that told me this. Now, I could have took that one or two ways. I could have I, I let my feelings get hurt. And gave up on one of my dreams. So I, I, I just started asking questions. And my dad always says, hey, there's one thing that you can always do, son. Ask questions. Don't ever feel like you know it all. Ask questions. So I asked my coach. I said, so what can I do to become a better baseball player? He said, son, um, you're not that good of a hitter. You don't have a strong arm. And you're not that fast. You're, you're okay, but you're not that fast. I said, okay. So I went to the football field. And I started running 100-yard sprints every single day. I just ran until I couldn't run no more because you ain't going to tell me that I ain't fast enough. On that same football field, I used to get a bucket of baseball and throw a baseball as far as I can. I was throwing it 40 yards, then 60 yards. I, I wasn't going to stop until I could throw a baseball the entire length of the football field of 100 yards. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to tell me that my arm ain't strong enough. <laughs> I used to go to the batting cages and hit until my hands started bleeding because I didn't, I couldn't afford batting gloves, so – I used to go steal some of my dad's old work gloves and wear, and wear those as batting gloves. I started picking up cans. I started shining shoes at the barbershop. I started sweeping up hair. I was finding any kind of odd-end jobs to earn some money to go hit at the batting cages. And then I asked the owner of the batting cage, say, hey, can you give me a job? You ain't got to pay me. I'll, I just want to work so I can hit when I get off the clock because you ain't going to tell me that I, I'm not that good of a hitter. Long story short, I got drafted by the New York Mets out of college, and that goal was accomplished as well. So it, this all zeroes back around to how we started this conversation of that mental state of mind and, and, and having that that you you gotta be you gotta be resilient, you gotta be you gotta persevere, and you gotta believe and bet on you. Nothing wrong with helping others. Me and my wife do we got a foundation, we help, we give, we donate, we do all men, but at the end of the day, you gotta take care of yourself first because if you're not the best version of yourself, look what kind of help that you're giving for others. You you half stepping giving to other people. Yep. That's real. I didn't mean to ramble. I didn't mean to ramble. No, hey, brother, no, this is what it's all about, man. And, Bro, I love that concept. For my, my business is called Profit Fitness, and prophecy is a vision that's manifested through calculated action. And hey. um, yeah, I, shout out to you in so many different ways of prophesizing your life. Real quick, King Tut, hey. how do you, where are you at in terms of vulnerability and expression? It's all about comfortability, brother. It's all about comfortability. Being comfortable with sharing your feelings with other people, but also being comfortable and patient enough to listen to other people. Even if they're not like you, they don't do the things you do. We all have different stories. We all come from different backgrounds. And the thing about it is we as black men, sometimes, you know, we, we hold on to things too much. You know, as Quick say, you know, we're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to talk about emotion. And that's what hurts us because eventually we'll blow up. And uh, no, it, it's break down. Yeah, eventually. And you don't want to blow up on someone you love. I mean, you don't want to blow up on anybody. But the point is, you know, especially with all we've been through with the pandemic. And it's funny because... Uh, Today, I was talking to Will Downing, and I don't know if y'all know about the story about his daughter. Mm -hmm. His daughter had committed suicide this year, and he was talking about it. And I wanted to go into it with him because his story hit me so hard about how his ex-wife found her, and she, they didn't know because they were so used to, oh, we'll hear from her every once in a while. She's okay. She's okay. And we talked on the radio today about it, 
And I began talking about what happened with my mother. I found my mother during COVID. You know, she didn't talk all day. I could, didn't hear from her. And then eventually I'm like, yo, something's wrong, something's wrong. I call my wife, call the police. We go to a place. We had ended up breaking in the house and my wife had to bust through the window and, and found my mother dead in the bed. And the thing about it is I had never talked about that with anyone but my wife. That was the first time I had talked, and I talked about it on the air. And it's like you guys are saying, we share our personal lives on the radio with people, and people will call in going, man, I went through that. I'm sorry for you. And, you know, me and Will were just going back and forth and talking about our, our pain. And that is the thing that I say we need to do as Black men. We need to be comfortable talking about our pain. You, you can't heal unless you talk about it. You just can't. You may think you can, and you may think you're all right, but there's a dark hole in you. And the thing about it is once you talk about it, and you'll that go, Damn, <laughs> I feel different, you know. And even now, listening to you guys and talking, I feel different. I can see your face, brother. You, you got a glow. Yeah, that's what, and that's what it. That's what it means. What we're doing right now is what our community needs to start doing on a regular. Even if they can find a couple of friends just to do a a, a group chat and talk. Hey man, how y'all doing today? Boom, boom, I'm doing this. Oh, if you go see them, because a lot of times we get used to just texting people now. We don't talk to them face to face, you know. Man. Hey, what up? You know, some people will take your text the wrong way. <laughs> it's a problem. So this, this right here is what it's all about: communicating and seeing faces and sharing yourself, man. Because you never know what that other person is going through that could change their life and make them say, "Man, thank you, bro. I needed that." You know. But I, yo, that that's I can't express enough how um, I appreciate you saying that. I've been doing a lot of stuff in the community, working with black men, just getting us together to talk. We ain't never had these no spaces to do it. Uh, and speaking about talking about conversation, I want to keep it quick. You know, we've been talking a lot about mindset shifts, mental health, language of vulnerability. But let's get to the practical, the, the vessel, the physical. This is something I struggle with. Real quick question to all of y'all. In honor of Men's Health Awareness Month, do you often get regularly screened for like your prostate, diabetes, blood pressure. I'll be real with you. I've been doing this podcast for the last couple of months, Black Health 365, talking to a number of different doctors. I hate going to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I hate going to the doctor. I'm going to jump in glasses from first <laughs> What I will say is that, um, and I, I think all of us, I can tell by the way we're laughing already. Um, I don't go to the doctor as much as I should. Um, I'm better now. I mean, for years, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the doctor if I felt like I was dying. Um, but now, because I work out, you know, regularly and, I, and I'm regularly eating better and, you know, trying to live a healthy lifestyle in my mind, um, you know, I don't need to go to the doctor because that's in my mind. I'm like, I know I'm healthy. I'm in the gym. I'm eating right. Uh, but luckily, I have a doctor who's a great friend of mine who is my personal doctor, my primary. Um, and, 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 and do I go every six months or whatever you say? Absolutely not. I'm not going to sit here and lie on a podcast to look better than anybody. I don't. I mean, have I, have I skipped a year of seeing my doctor? Yes. Um, um, but, but I have gotten to a space now where if I feel something, I get it checked out. Uh, for years, I always want to self-medicate. It's like, you know, I, I feel bad. I feel tired. My, something's off. Let me, uh, let me drink a ginger ale. Let me uh, let me take a Excedrin and I'll be fine. That was my my thing, um, but but I I have gotten to a space now where and I always say your body tells you when something's wrong. We cho we choose to ignore it, but you know when something's wrong. All of us know when something's wrong, and we choose to ignore it because we're too busy or we're afraid to find out what it is to see if it's something that's life threatening. Um, so I think for me, I've gotten to a, a lot better space now where I do I do get regular checkups, uh, but not as much as I should. Um, but I think for me, I, I try my best to live a healthy lifestyle. And if I do feel something off, whether it's mental or physical, um, I'm, I'm always making that phone call to my doctor, therapist, trying to figure out, you know, can you come see me? Can I come see you? Something's off. Um, so I am getting better. But it, I'm not one of those guys who go to the doctors every six months. No, I, Likewise. We, hey, me me either. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, and 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 I shit, my wife gets on me all the time because I'm, I'm one of those guys that um, – the holistic healing and, and I don't overdo it, but you know, I got an opportunity to meet a couple of holistic doctors and I've seen what they did and how they cured and healed people. That was very, very sick. And I'm like, man, let me give you this one story. I don't mind sharing uh, my wife. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cupping and there's uh there's different, there's different versions of cupping. You got the cupping that you see that most athletes get 
when you see them big brown bruised circles on their right, muscles right. or whatever, and they get it with like a gun kind of sucks their skin and whatever. Those are cool, but when the real, the real um, cupping, you know, come from you know a whole nother different country, and so this particular doctor that specialized in this, my my wife has arthritis in her in her lower back. She has a lot of back pain. And it, she's tried everything, all kind of medication, shots, everything, man. And her her pain doctor even told her, look, you know, outside of surgery, you know, there's really nothing else I can do for you. So she went to this holistic doctor and it was like, wow, night and day. Um, so I'm like, whoa. So she, she talked me into doing it. So I did it. And she found a blood clot in my leg. And just from cupping and sucked it out. And I, and I and right when she right when I had that pr- procedure done, I was telling her I confessed to her. I said, you know what? I have been kind of feeling lightheaded out of nowhere. Like I'd be working out or whatever, and I feel a little lightheaded, or I just get up and get a little dizzy, whatever. Just out of nowhere, not really thinking much of it. And she was telling me that was the reason you had you was you had a blood clot in your leg, and that blood clot was could have got worse and worse and worse. And and I'm like, wow, thank you God for for having a wife <laughs> to talk me into doing that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, we do got to get better and we just, you know, with, with our will and, and our life insurance and everything that we just had, had we got in place, you have to go to the doctor, you have to get all your blood work and everything done. So I did all that and got, thank God again, everything came back 100% healthy, you know, from a man, my age, the doctor was like, wow, you know, you rock, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I said, what Snickers and Kit Kats and cookies. What, what you mean, doc? <laughs> You know, but 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 he did say, no, you do you do got to get your your annual checkups. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken; they're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just to make sure that everything stays afloat. So, we, yeah, we definitely got to do better on that end. And we're going to go ahead and close this thing out. I think this was a very fruitful conversation. Again, I think it's a blessing to have other Black men who've been through a lot in life, who understand the power of transformation, the power of vulnerability, the power of grit and resiliency. Uh, once again, what's the name of your book, Roxy? Man, no excuses, get it done. Bam. Yeah. And that's no the word. excuses. Get it done, man. Go get a copy. I'm telling you, man, uh, let me know what you think about it. But I share my story in there and it, it definitely paves the way and sets that, that foundation for breaking that mental paralysis that we all have. And we are we all go through. Likewise. Uh, and King said, you hey, know, man, I thank you all for this, man, because we need to do this. But just as I said earlier, man, brothers, prostate. Get it checked, man. It's killing our black men. I hear I've lost multiple friends in their 40s to prostate cancer and they didn't know they had it. I'm getting tested and things now because I keep a high you know, PSA. Get your PSA checked and make sure you get your test. Just do it. Don't be worrying about the answer what the doctor gonna tell you. Just make sure you know what's going on with your body. Man, that's important. I'm only 29 years old and the older I'm getting, the more conversations I'm having, I'm like, it's so much. I gotta get my butt to the doctor and I need to hear from some OG wisdom. Like, hey, bro, yeah, get it together. Get it together. Last question before we head off, real quick last question. Um, there's a lot of things that can be therapeutic going to therapy for one, but also just for you as an individual, what brings you joy? And what do you feel like you do that makes you feel your most authentic self? I always tell my yoga students that what do you feel like you operating in your gift? For me, as funny as it may sound, I like the freestyle. I like, I love the power of poetry, the power of words. And I like to play video games and I like anime. I grew up on that. That makes me happy. <laughs> that's my therapy and that's okay. Roxy, what's your therapy? No, nah, man, that's it. You got to find out what 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 brings joy to your life, man. What brings happy, fun energy to your life? I love I love reading books. I love spending time in prayer and thought. I love golfing. I love just being outdoors and doing yard work. I mean, I get out in the yard and cut my grass and chop trees. And I mean, I just I just love that that just you you got to be in space that you're happy at. What, what's, where's your safe haven? And once you figure those three, four, five things out, out, stay there. Stay there, man. That's that's that self. You, can, you can't get better therapy than that. 
And if you can do that while you're sharing it with someone like an amazing spouse or your kids or whatever, that, that takes it even 10 times better. And I want to say I appreciate y'all. Hey, Britt, King Tut Rock T, man, I, I keep up the, the amazing work that you're doing, man. Like, you know, us having a voice is powerful. And, I, and like I say, we, we use our voice for greatness. A lot of times people have a platform like we have on radio or social media or whatever the case may be. And we only promote, you know, negativity. But I'm, I'm glad to be on a forum with uh, four amazing brothers that I can see uh, making a positive impact, not just in your circle, but the people around you. Uh, so keep up all the amazing work that you guys are doing, fellas. Where people can find you real quick before you head out. Oh, um, you can, I'm easy to find at DJ Quicksilver on everything. Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, just search DJ Quicksilver and I'm sure everything will pop up. Rock T, before we uh, bring it to King Tut, what can people find you? We oh, man. Anywhere at Rock T Holla. Rock T Holla. R-O-C-K-T-H-O-L-L-A. That's the social media. That's the website. RockTHolla.com. Get everything. You find it, everything out about me. That's it right there. Real simple. Roger that. And to end it up, King Tut, what brings you joy? And what can people find you? Bruh, everything that's involved with the music, man. I'm, I'm one of those guys that I love what I do when it comes to radio, man. I, I love being on the air, cracking that mic and doing what I do. And when I'm not on the air, DJing. My music. You see these speakers behind me here, that mini controller, my laptop. I'm into my music. Of course, my family, my kids, they keep me grounded. I enjoy them. But, you know, my go-to thing when I, I just need to just, whew, I can get to my music, do my mixes and do what I do. And, Music just takes me there, man. So it's always been about that for me as a kid. Music was my escape from all my problems. So I, I, I use that as my escape, man. For anyone out there, all my life, DJ King Tut 804 on all social media platforms. DJ K-I-N-G-T-U-T-T 804. And there it is. This is a very fruitful conversation. And King Tut, I like to say music is one for me. My favorite album of all time is The Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Ah. He had a line where he said that, you know, good vibrations, that's all we really have left. And that's what music is, vibrations. And with that being said, it's good that we got to share this energy yeah. and express ourselves as black men. It's Male Health Awareness Month. And we want to make sure that to all the 365ers listening, understand that it's your responsibility to be an advocate for your own health. With that being said, peace and I'm staying in love. Peace. Hey, appreciate you, bro. God bless everybody you. Everybody dies, but not everybody lives in the word of ah. joy. There it is. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Be blessed. Peace. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels. Created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez. Executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell. Editing and production, Jahi Whitehead. Sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.